Hello and welcome to the Simplified Organization Show. I'm your host, Misty Winkler, author of The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. And I have a couple other podcasts. You can also check out the Simply Convivial podcast, where I have a few hundred episodes all about homemaking and homeschooling and doing life cheerfully. And I'm also a part of the Scully Sisters podcast, a podcast for classical homeschool mamas who want to learn and grow while they are helping their children learn and grow. And today I am joined by another Scully sister and friend, Abby Wall. In addition to co-hosting Scully Sisters, Abby homeschools her five kids and helps her family sheep ranch. So they have a lot of things going on at their homes and some big appetites as well. So today, Abby is going to talk to us about feeding a hungry crowd good hearty meals with no stress. This is part two of our conversation. So afterwards, you wanna make sure that you click over and find the previous episode where Abby talks all about what to do when you don't stick to your plans. But now, let's talk meal planning. So with the lambing operation and farming family where um, your children maybe work up a greater appetite than others, Yes. And big production and a large family that's all local, like extended family. You have had a lot of experience with feeding the masses. <laughs> yes. So in April, our whole family or most most everyone comes um, and it's at my in-laws home home place. Um, and so there's anywhere from. 14 on the low side to in the 20s on the high side, but usually averaging between those two. And we work for three to four weeks of solid, like seven days a week. We put through a couple thousand ewes through the barn and all their babies. We do them in individual pins and we basically handle every single lamb that's born. And we actually bring them in from the field every night, but we will also the best job is to take Hondas and they have little things, little trailers behind them that we call chariots because they look like chariots. And we go catch the mamas and the babies before the eagles get them. So we bring them all into the barn. We handle everything. It's very labor intensive. Everyone loves it, but you know, we get tired and um, we need to eat. So uh, I will go and work in the barns and then Either in the morning at some point, I'll come in and make a big, um, <laughs> make a big uh, pot of something for lunch, and then in the late afternoon, when things kind of are taken care of in the barn, I will come in and make dinner. Um, so I am doing at least two meals a day for fourteen to twenty some people um, wow. for three weeks, three and a half weeks. So. It um, definitely stretches the hospitality muscles and all of that. And the thing is, is you need good food that everyone will eat. Um, maybe not necessarily like the health fair, but hearty meals that are meat and potatoes. And then also it has to be relatively quick because I'm actually, 
I'm, I'm fairly helpful in the barns and, and mm-hmm. out in the fields and things like that doing that. So, um, we have it down pretty well now, if I wanted to just do full cooking, I probably could, but I actually really enjoy being outside and working too, alongside my family and all my kids. So yes. So what is... are some of your favorite go-to meals? Okay. So I actually brought my notebook because I'm a pen and paper girl. And as much as I would like to have this all digital, it just doesn't work. I just kept track of all the meals that I made and I would sit down kind of once a week and figure things out because um, I did have to go grocery shopping more often because it is supplying a lot of food. Um, This family, my husband's family does not eat chicken. (laughs) So chicken (laughs) is out. I mean, they'll tolerate it. And some of my sister-in-laws will eat it, but the rest of them, they're like, no, it it cannot be. So, um, some of our favorite things for lunches is egg roll in a bowl with a big pot of rice. Um, we have a few people that have some gluten sensitivities. And, um, I found out one of my sister-in-laws can't eat pork. So that also can cause issues. She can eat bacon, but not pork. I don't know about this, but I went with it. So I usually make a separate thing for her at least so she can eat. Um, we do a lot of like roast, like chuck roasts and either I put it in the Instapot and kind of shred it up and we make sandwiches out of that, like with a juice and, um, Some of our big hits are baked beans and coleslaw. I will do burger patties and they, those are easy and simple. Um, I do a lot of taco soup. That is one that is gluten-free. You can add a lot of things to make it interesting. I like the Rotel um, tomatoes and green chilies, and Mm -hmm. I think it makes it taste great. We usually serve it with chips and salsa, and then I'll make um, a crock pot of queso, homemade queso that doesn't have any bad things in it. We also do beef stew and like, I will make homemade bread or I will buy French bread. Um, we will often get a lasagna on Sundays so that I don't have to cook. We do ham and mashed potatoes. And then that will turn into like a ham soup the next day, sausage and potatoes, just like sheet pan style. And I'll usually do two of those. So I just have a list of like all of our favorite meals. And then I will put on like favorite sides. And then I also write in how much time they take to prepare. Um, so that way I can, I know how much lead time I need. And I didn't, um, I didn't always do this, but now I kind of can figure this out because of doing it so much. I make Instapot mashed potatoes because they take, you know, boiling, under pressure, they take eight minutes and then they stay hot and it's not using, um, I can put it in the laundry room where there's more space and I don't have to like watch it. So it's just, um, a few of these things. And then I will often do two different types of soups and put them in crock pots. All these things are just very simple, very meat and potatoes types of foods and, um, crowd pleasers. So that's the kind of thing. It's comfort food. We will do mac and cheese as well. And cheesy potatoes, which I use hash brown potatoes and then just kind of make a cream sauce and then top it with cheese. And if you add sausage, then it's a real hit. So I'm sure I also sometimes will add even, it doesn't even take that much, some cooked ground beef and bacon in the macaroni and cheese. So it's like a cheeseburger, bacon burger, mac and cheese. And that makes it like everyone's super happy. (laughs) Yes. I mean, 
comfort food. That's there's a reason we go to it. It is so good. I think a great point that you made is that it takes practice. Like you don't have to feel like it's something you can, you know, pull off with ease and flair the first time. It's something to really dedicate yourself to and figure out as you go. And it's, it's worth that effort. And, yeah. and you do get better with practice. Yeah. I had an analogy that you're going to love. Oh no, it's an exercise. It is. <laughs> Hospitality is like when you start working out, uh, it's terrible and you're dying and everything goes wrong and you burn things or you run out of like one time we ran out of barbecue pellets because we have a pellet grill. And so my chicken, I was like, oh, it's going to be great. And I went out to look at it and it was just because it was still running, but there was nothing happening heat wise. And I was like, this is terrible. Uh, So we had to like, you know, had people coming over, like everything that has gone wrong has gone wrong. It tastes terrible. We had to totally scrap something. Um, one time I accidentally confused our ground beef package with sausage and then added extra salt and it was so salty and nobody said anything. And I was the last person to eat. And I was like, you guys, this is terrible. Why didn't you say something? They're like, it's fine. It's fine. And I was like, so most people are going to be way nicer, but so the exercise analogy, sorry, is, you know, you you're out of shape. It's really hard work and you're really tired. And when you're done, you're like, I'm never doing that again. And then (laughs) somehow you convince yourself, like, actually, I know that this is good for me. And I know that I want to make hospitality as part of my life and, or like exercise a part of my life. So I'm just going to get up and do it again. And I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to pace myself a little better this time. Right. And as you get stronger and you get more fit and you're able to do this, it just gets easier. And there will still be things that are challenging and, people that, you know, say that they'll bring something, but then bring something completely different, (laughs) you know, and you're like, fine. I mean, I don't even ask people to bring things anymore. Um, I just plan on having it all. Or if they bring something, it will not matter to the meal if it shows up or not. And um, people do like bringing things. So (laughs) usually I will just say, you know, bring dessert. That would be great. Or ice cream or something like that. Um, But it's not meal dependent. Um, and then that way you don't get mad at them (laughs) and, uh, things don't go awry. So, um, and you can be gracious, right? Like, Oh, it's totally fine. I've, I've got that covered. No big deal. No problem. Cause oftentimes on your way to hospitality things, you're like, Oh, I forgot. I was supposed to bring, you know, the sour cream and the salsa and I totally forgot, or the baby had a massive blowout and we couldn't get to the store and be like, you know, so yep. it's just, yeah. That's a great That's point. Yeah. Cause we've, we've all probably experienced both being on both ends of that problem. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much, Abby. This was so helpful and such a good perspective. I think, you know, no matter what it is we're working on planning or cooking or anything, um, it really just comes down to practicing and being willing to get started before you feel ready. Yes. Yeah. And just doing it. Yeah. And I often have my list of meals for the week and then I have arrows pointing to different days and having to do that. Like 
just because you've written it down does not mean it's set in stone. Um, it's, it's not chiseled for eternity. It's, <laughs> it's on paper and you can draw arrows and it may look messy, but it'll work. All right. Well, we will be talking again, but um, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast and I'll talk to you later. Bye. hope you enjoyed this episode of the simplified organization podcast if you haven't yet be sure and check out the first part of this conversation with abby wall where we talk about what to do when you don't stick with your plans but if it really is menu planning help that you are looking for then check out simplyconvivial.com pantry where you can find different planning pages and printables and resources that I've collected over the years that help me keep track of my pantry, grocery shopping, meal planning, and all that goes along with feeding our family. That's simplyconvivial.com pantry, or you can find the link in the description below. And until next time, remember, repent, rejoice, repeat.